Welcome to episode eight. I'm Daisha. And I'm Karina. And this is the Tomorrow Ain't Promise podcast. So tap in with us today. Tap, 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 tap. <laughs> Y'all heard us. You dig. Um, today's episode is about how previous and current events of racism, of systemic racism specifically, um, affect our happiness. And so I'm excited. I am excited about this one. So let's let's hop to it. <laughs> let's get right to it. <laughs> but I can um let's let's see let's um I'm all stuttering guys look at this this is great this is a great start to the episode <laughs> but let's say um so how much how much news do you usually watch like a week you want to be honest with you of course we don't tell no lies on here I'm gonna be honest with you I don't really watch the news if I walk by and some like you know people will watch it in the house you know, I'll listen for a second here or there. And Bloomberg be sending me, like, articles here and there. So I might, like, if it's catching my eye, I might look at it. Um, but as far as, like, it's so negative, Daisha. Like, literally, mm-hmm. they never talk about nothing good ever. And it's because people <laughs> notice bad stuff before they notice good stuff. Like, people will right. pay attention to the bad comments about themselves before they pay attention to the someone saying, like, you look great today. Mm-hmm. but they gotta remember what somebody said two weeks ago <laughs> so yes i don't watch news like that how about you um i do i i try not to but like if it's usually on like in the living room and stuff like that especially mm-hmm. from like five to like eight it's just on because it's like local news then you got like abc national news and then my grandma she likes to watch the readout with joy reed and she's that lady's funny and she always has like the best hairstyles. <laughs> okay. Um, but like overall, I don't usually like to watch it because I feel like it's depressing. Like it's like I'm already paranoid of life. Why do I have to watch sit and watch the news and hear about all the horrible things that are going on in the in the world? And I do think that it's beneficial to um like watch and listen and like get news and information, but in in limitation you know what I mean because it can it could definitely be overwhelming and I think we saw that a lot last year especially with like the George Floyd situation where it was like everybody is in corona yeah and it's like even regardless of like if you watch Fox or CNN they just spew fear so it's like no matter the topic you know what I mean it's like it's like gun violence in Chicago or Republicans this this like oh my gosh Oh my gosh, it's so we... funny. Wait, it's so funny how like you can switch back and forth back and forth from Fox to CNN and they'll be saying like the same story in a completely different completely like, different girl, way. Girl, completely different, but they're saying this they're covering the same story and they got completely <laughs> two different narratives. They're just mm-hmm. opposite. You're just like, "What?" it's bad it's bad so I mean we we both stated like you know where we get our information from so I think they're both pretty reliable I guess depending on your viewpoint I guess no real news source is reliable because everybody's biased in their own ways but yes ma'am because they're giving an opinion Mm -hmm. and they're not just giving you the facts unfortunately right right so we brought up the news because obviously we see like police brutality through like you know like the lens of the news and social media and like uh, whatever wherever else you get your information from so 
I decided we should hit on that first because like I feel like that's that's like the starting point because if we didn't have all these different outlets to see we wouldn't know about it as much you know what I'm saying yes ma'am like we wouldn't even I guess we still kind of would in a way no um in a way I I feel like our digital age has helped us but it's also it's helped us in in one aspect or one like way you look at it but in other ways it definitely can hurt us like even with our Mm -hmm. age of social media and us always wanting to be on our phones and not really wanting to be present and like you said them spewing fear so that we're scared to do x y and z like to just even live our life like how Mm -hmm. we should be living it um but in the good sense is like these police killings that are going on and stuff like that they're able to be documented and so when wrong is wrong like we're now able to hold people accountable that <laughs> we once uh, i don't okay. know if people are being held accountable in their uh, in its in the way we wanted to oh definitely because... definitely not because if the roles were switched and you know let's let's say for instance if if george floyd was white and that cop was black that would be a different story. Oh, for like sure. That man might have like three life sentences, no cap. <laughs> no, for <laughs> sure. Or for or real. or or if um in the Brianna Taylor case, what? If those if they were yeah. black officers and they made that mistake, they it it would have been be in jail. If that was, if that was a, a, a white woman, mm-hmm. it, it's just so sad sometimes to feel like you know we never get justice or feel like right. that, like no matter what happens to us, like. We're not, we're not very we're not protected and it sucks because like as a community of black people like we don't even have each other's backs like we we're not community-based and I think that's like slavery this is my opinion I think that slavery <laughs> made us like this because we had to like fend for ourselves and because we were being ripped apart from our families and x y and z we kind of got this sense of we have no body and it it sucks right exactly pause wait 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 I know well I guess this kind of connects to like the news and how like it's like the single black mom narrative like if you think of like really think about that that's rooted in slavery too because it's like they were literally ripping families apart as you were saying and it's like if you if it's tradition to not have the father in the household what do you think is going to happen generations down the road (laughs) and that's why like a lot of our moms aren't married Mm-hmm. um your mom obviously beat the odds my mom unfortunately <laughs> did not but nonetheless you don't know like, that you don't know that you don't know what the future that's, has that's definitely not set in stone yet but just like up until this moment in her life mm-hmm. like she still wants to get married and I definitely want her to live her best life as she should um but as far as like us having to be like women having to be like the mother and the father of the house, like because our let's for instance, like we said back in the day, slavery, but also jail, they're just constantly ripping our families apart and jail, like, yeah. How can you even be happy as a mom being the provider, the mother and the nurturer? Like it's it's such a burden on you. Mm-hmm. And for real, I commend all our single moms, I commend all moms out there, period, that are out there doing what they're supposed to do for their kids. Mm-hmm. Single dads, too. As we, first of all, hello. <laughs> we love to see it. We love to see it. Like, like right. the thing I love, like, I love when, like, guys are 
parents or like when they're good with kids like yes Mm -hmm. come through it's so cute it is so it is doesn't make me want any but (laughs) (laughs) i want some but i'm good for like another five six seven yeah y'all we was just having this whole conversation before we started recording we're sorry but Mm -hmm. literally kids kids is a whole we should have a whole topic about kids about kids and like when is the right the time of, right below the age of 25 yeah but all right back to topic back to topic <laughs> back on point but you came up with a really good question go ahead okay so how does the angry black woman stereotype like affect you i don't see i think it's hard because it's like i'm not angry i'm usually it depends on the day but (laughs) a lot of the time like my facial expressions come off angry but I'm not I'm just usually really focused so I think it turns a lot of people away and that's also how they're perceiving it like that's not even necessarily what you're thinking and what you're feeling like right but go ahead I guess that's what that's what other people yeah okay well I don't I I personally don't agree with this stereotype because as a black woman myself like I feel like I I myself and I know other people who aren't like the angry black woman and it's like why when I voice my opinion does it come off angry like why why do I have to be angry for saying something that I need or something I want or something that should happen you know what I mean speaking up for myself period right exactly or speaking up for others and you're you're coming Mm -hmm. off as angry but it's like you're just being assertive and if Seriously. Like, anybody else was doing the same assertion, it wouldn't it wouldn't be an issue. But it would be because... okay. And it's crazy that when you're assertive, you get this label of like she's doing too much or this. She's loud. Like yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's it's yeah. Well, what what else what else are your thoughts on it? Um, I feel like I'm a super happy, positive person, but coming from I worked at a job. Um, I was a nanny in a white household and so like they never made me feel out of place or anything but like just feeling like I had to kind of walk on eggshells I couldn't really like be my true authentic self like they got a version of me that's that's I am who I am but there Mm -hmm. were certain things that like I just wasn't like you know not without like like the the feeling of community the, the feeling of home security like all those feelings like I was just like I just wasn't feeling it. And I was in a neighborhood with Trump signs. And I don't <laughs> really care who you support, but like. Mm, it's really very telling of your up. character. Definitely. But some people are capitalists, so they, they want to, whatever the case may be. But mm-hmm. I think what was most bothersome with like, you know, living in that community and stuff like that was like, these people would have like signs on their lawn that said like, back the police so is it okay to kill black people like is that right oh my goodness I live in a neighborhood right now where it's like um they have like their um we we support our local police officers and I feel like it's so passive aggressive because it's like what are you really (laughs) saying and it's like you don't have the blue lives matter flag but you're gonna put that on your lawn like that's the same it's the same concept it's the same thing it's the same thing and And that's they definitely go ahead I grew up like my grandma she works you know for the government so I grew up around police officers like it was like at at, when I came like when I would come to my grandma's house if she ever needed anything the police would come well she lives in a white neighborhood so they'd come faster anyways but (laughs) then you know if I, I when I when I would be at home in Springfield and so um 
I grew up with police officers in my life. So I understand the fear that kind of goes in to like, you know, when you when you when you're walking into a situation that you don't know all the details about. Um, we're just like segueing right here. <laughs> um, but like, it's like, I don't even know, like I support the police, but to an extent like because I'm like a part of I feel like I'm a part of like that weird I like have more of like a Malcolm X kind of mindset instead of like MLK (laughs) but girl you know right before MLK died he was switching his um his this is very off topic you guys I'm sorry but he was switching history lessons right he was definitely switching his approach and he was like man this non-violence ain't getting us nowhere and as soon as and it's oh my gosh Stacia I'm sorry I read something online and it was like oh, you guys are trashing your communities and doing this and that. And I was like, they was like, well, when we were taking a knee, that was a problem too. So mm-hmm. like, we can't really win with you guys. And if this is the way we're going to get your attention, hello. Right. <laughs> Got right. it now. <laughs> it's so, it's the whole, I don't even understand how somebody could be racist. I guess I understand because it's through, it's generational, like it's passed down, just like how wealth is, your ideology is passed down with it. So it's like, man, like these, and even I feel like with specifically with the police, I feel like a lot of the time it's kind of unbiased, but biased at the same time, because it's what they're taught to do. You know what I mm-hmm. mean? Um, I mean, obviously they're taught not to judge people, but they're going to automatically judge people just like you and I would if we're going to walmart or going going into Man, whatever store. they give these men shooting lessons they do this that x y and z but not yes. on how to de-escalate situations that with especially mental seen. health ones that's what they need they mm-hmm. need to to accept diversity they need to like all this stuff and it's so like they're really trained to kill and so like mm-hmm. yeah they're and it's not help. even all of them no, it's definitely not. But they, but they are they're trained to learn how to if if need be, and if it's your life or mine, like I know mm-hmm. how to kill you. Right. So it's like, it's just scary knowing that. Like, all right, so how? To, okay, real quick. I'm sorry. Another question. <laughs> so, how do you feel? Even if you're like, I don't know. Whenever I feel like hear sirens around Asia, like I literally like even even if I know I did nothing wrong, like. I still get nervous. I get anxious. I'm like looking around. I'm like, is he pulling mm-hmm. me over? Like, what did I do? Right. Case may be. Like, how do you feel when you hear sirens on the street when you're driving or something? I, okay. So when it's like, if it's like just coming, like if I hear it like a, a while away or like, a, you know, that I know it's coming because they're coming from whatever direction, I don't feel as bad. But like, if it's like, if they're like right next to me it's like oh did I like did I turn the wrong way like did, did I look down at my phone like I don't know or my watch or something so it's kind of it is nerve-wracking it is or like if I if I think I'm like a little bit over the speed limit I'm like okay you know are they gonna pull out and I always look in my rear view mirror and I'm like <laughs> you know double know. triple checking make sure yeah. like okay I'm good this time and I mean, I guess it's kind of doing what they're supposed to do, kind of fearing you into following, scaring you into following all the rules, you know? But that's, it's it's not supposed to be, they're supposed to protect us. They're serving the community. Like, right, it shouldn't right. be a fear-based thing. We shouldn't hear sirens and get scared. Like, we should <laughs> get, hear sirens and feel relief. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that if we're just missing the target, like, we're just 
<laughs> we're just way off. The right. bullseye is to the right and we're to the left at this point. So <laughs> and so I like know. I even even like the title of this episode, I titled it Life, Liberty, and the Pursuit of Happiness with a question mark, because it's like whose happiness are they pursuing and whose life are they protecting? And you know, is it our like are we really like at liberty? Like, and it's like they're it always feels like they're protecting property which I don't mind I guess because I wouldn't want like my property stolen or something but chances mm-hmm. are they're gonna my stuff is gonna be long gone by the time I call them and they get there you know what I mean honestly so mm-hmm. it's like and then it's still like um like how could you protect even with the George Floyd like 20 bucks like a black life is worth 20 bucks are you kidding me right now like and they don't even know if it was a fake one so it's like it's just all so mind-boggling to me Um, it's super disrespectful I just feel like in America like like we have less like respect like they don't mm -hmm. respect us Mm -hmm. but the thing is they fear us and we don't even do anything to cause that fear like Mm -hmm. we're like we exist we exist and we're great and we're melanated we look different Uh and our hair is different we're strong and we're top tier that's why and they're scared of us. They're scared because of all the stuff they did back in the day. They're scared that we're going to retaliate. But no, we really just want an equal chance. Imagine somebody reports our happiness. podcast. <laughs> because <laughs> talk- first of all, we're young, black, and in America, and we're just we're just giving our opinion. If you don't like our opinion, I'm sincerely though, like you don't have to listen to it. We love you regardless. <laughs> this is true. This is very true. i don't know it's just even i always think about the guy the black dude who i can't even remember he was like high ranking in the army right it was was Mm -hmm. it in virginia i think it was in virginia no Um, i need to hear the story first where he he was at he had gotten pulled over and he had his flash he he was in like the big black suv but he had his fatigues on and he had his his um emergency lights on so he can go to a more lit area and then they went and they pepper sprayed him in the face as he was complying but like one of the officers was saying something else to giving him different instructions so it was kind of like I don't even like if I would exactly so it's like he was like I don't even under I don't even know like if they did shoot him how could you treat somebody like that who is fighting for your freedom exactly like that somebody who's the reason you're free right now mm-hmm. how could you treat them like that and he, who's higher than all of you than a police ever could be like rank wise <laughs> please let me know like how did it make that make sense <laughs> right I just I don't even know it just drives me so insane it's like so and sad. I guess and I guess that kind of connects back to the happiness because all of these things are constantly in the back of my mind, like where it's like, okay, I'm driving down the street. Let me make sure, you know, my, my, my plates are correct. And, you know, I, I don't have something hanging in my window or, you know, you know, I, you know what I mean? I make sure I don't cut somebody off so I don't have to get pulled over for no reason. Um, so I guess it make does. Make sure kinda... if I do get pulled over, I'm extra nice to the cops. Make sure right. I don't make my hands are on the wheel. Make sure that my license and registration is out before they get to the car. So there's not what? Much, oh, you're weird stuff. Oh, no, 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 no. You do that while they're looking. Uh-uh. <laughs> I, I do that. I do that before they come to the car. I don't want to meet a reach or son. Oh, you got scared. No. No, 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 no. I like to verbally like you're you're gonna sit here and watch me do it. <laughs> like my hands are on the wheel as soon as I pull over. For real. Yeah. But I guess like 
I will, I always wonder, I would always like to like, the only time I would want to be white is because like, like to understand the thought process of like when they get pulled over versus when we get pulled over and like yeah, how like do they teach their children different. that like like <laughs> do you think it's they way teach different them? no I don't think they have to because when you look like somebody you kind of don't like you don't really like you kind of relate to them in a sense and mm-hmm. so I don't think they have to teach them. I don't even think they get nervous when they get pulled over, even if they are doing stuff wrong. But then again, I'm not YT. So that's what they be saying on TikTok. (laughs) I know, I know. So they don't get banned. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I'm not YT. So like, I don't don't know how it feels to get pulled over and not be a person of color. Like, Mm -hmm. I I wish I did. And not necessarily because I love my life and I love who I am. But I wonder what it's like on the other side of the fence. Mm-hmm. Pause. Can we talk? I gotta stop saying pause. My bad. But can we talk about? Is somebody vacuuming? Ain't no way. But <laughs> I'm dead. <laughs> can we talk about how the police were like initially initially created, like the runaway slave patrol? Let's do a little quick history lesson, like off the top of our head um because you know we don't we don't have all the facts in front of us but we know we know the facts <laughs> we can give you the facts we can give you Plus the facts. an opinion yes but about how it was you know the police the even the star that the badge that they wear is a symbol of the slave patrol like the original slave patrol badge so it's like how could you even consider that like that symbol and let it let it be we're in 2021 and that's still like the symbol to represent the police force and like I mean obviously some some stations have have different um badges but it's like the concept like bro like you were catching black people hunting them down with dogs so it's like now that we're here you don't the the the, um the mission hasn't changed Mm-mm, it hasn't so then think about it though like that per- like that perpetuation of fear like like we said passed down from generation to generation just is gonna really keep going until we break the cycle but it, it makes sense though like that's why the police are feared so heavily and back in the day they were allowed to kill and not really mm-hmm. nothing happened to it because we were property in right. their eyes I use my air quotes you guys you guys can see <laughs> um so it's like I understand like like I do understand even though I don't like it why we are scared or you know have this fear of police and it's like even if the police do do something wrong it's like you can't even defend yourself because then like when it's you versus the state or whatever the case may be your odds are are even slimmer Mm -hmm. oh it's just super duper and stressful it is it is I try not to like you know like keep it on my mind but it's always in the back of my mind like oh for not sure. to get pulled over not to be to this or to that like and growing up in a predominantly white school I feel like has trained me and it's so bad to say that but it has trained me of how to act with white people like I had mm-hmm. the best of both worlds. I really was raised with, I'm saying, like white kids. And <laughs> I only had got to the city. I had, you know, I had a couple cousins and stuff like that, but I had got to the city in my late teens. And so they was like, why are you like this? 
Mm-hmm. I'm like, man, this is all I know. <laughs> but but it's just it's just honestly crazy. So Daisha, mm. when you see people getting murdered and harassed by white people on TV, um, how does that make you feel? Um, I feel like a lot of a lot of what I just said, but um, <laughs> I, I get I think in the moment it makes me angry and it makes me sad um because it's like regardless of skin color and I mean even when, even when the white folks we get into like beat it's like these are human beings and it's like just because you have a gun and all these other you know weapons that you could use like you shouldn't be able to do what you're doing because like it's like it's low-key weird because it's like white people would protect like dogs and pandas before they would protect black people so it's like (laughs) so and it's it's like it's so crazy because it's like are you serious like you're more upset that a dog got left out in the cold than a human being and I'm not saying don't care about the dog but like I'm just saying have that same empathy and compassion for your fellow humans right like I'm confused exactly I feel like more so more than anything I feel helpless a little bit like I feel like no matter what I do (laughs) whatever the case may be like my skin gives me different circumstances than other people Right. Um, and I think it set the tone for other countries, like America has set the tone for other countries. So it's like, how can my Karina and Daisha fix this one problem that's like all over the world? You let's know move to I Africa. Mean? South Africa is accepting black people. I wouldn't move. I wouldn't really move to South Africa. They got a little history, you know, apartheid and <laughs> listen, imagine being around well, they they're not all black, but I'm just saying like around people who would mostly have your back i don't i don't know i don't know but i feel like the we gotta we gotta visit yes even them being like open to like you know any black person can come and live here like even them opening up their doors kind of gives me a sense of like although i don't know where like because i don't know what my nationality is i just know i'm black and white french canadian that's that's the white part of me maybe indian (laughs) not really sure this girl (laughs) It gives me a sense of home, like outside of America and like, you know, our crazy caste system because it is a caste system. But how can you call it home, though? How? We're we're going on a whole different topic. I guess it kind of connects. But because, yeah, like how? Because that's where we originated from. I understand that, but I feel like we're just so far removed. Like, home is where your heart is. Home is where the heart is. If I get my if I if I get my family to come out there or I start a family out there, like, that's home now. Mm-hmm. If, I, if I make three friends, and we're chilling, and those are my friends, we garden <laughs> together, whatever the case may be, that's home. Mm-hmm. Oh, I got you. I got you. Um, but, um, so, so, moving, let's, let's slide, slide to the next question, because, you know, we'd be running out of time. <laughs> um, so, okay, so recently, I was watching The Shy, and on this so season, good. if you know, it's so, so good. good. Yes, one of the best shows. Wait, hold on. Time on Daisha. We'll be on season three, episode one. So don't be giving out too much information. Ah, girl, catch up. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. Yo, yo, you missed a lot. I'm about to tell the whole story on over the air. <laughs> Come on, just just nah, give nah, bits nah. and pieces. Um, but basically, one of the concepts and ideas with this season, um, 
is that, you know, in attempts to defund the police, which I, you know, low-key support on the low, um, in real life, <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> they, they decided to, like, install, like, a community policing program. So how would you feel, like, how do you, wonder, how do you feel about, like, the idea of, like, community policing? And do you so think I it would work? Need you to, I need you to break that down to me. Community policing means that, like, we all have our own guns. We protect our own house. And, and if we see something crazy, like... It's kind of like kind of like the neighborhood watch, except you don't call the police. Because, well, I guess... But it's, like, it's weird because it's, like, are white people already community policing in a way? Because... I mean, we did see that with Trayvon Martin. And, and um, Ahmaud Arbery, too, where it's, like, mm-hmm. they just took matters into their own hands. Like, forget but, the police, forget calling the police. Like, we are right, the police. we are the police. Um, but how, like, you know, community policing, where it's like you have a like a specific force of citizens that I would feel would a help. bit better. I feel a little better because, like, you know, obviously, like, you kind of, although you don't have to be best friends with people in your community, you kind of know somewhat of who they are or whatever the case may be. I feel like they need to do thorough background checks. Um, and not even necessarily just like track records because there are people who do bad things, but because they're in bad situations, I feel like we need to go back on a mental health, like health record, like type of thing. Like, let's see where you are mentally. Let's see what you're doing. You know, let's see how you react. Um, I feel like the community would be better because it it would, it would more reflect what we are currently like, you know, what, where we're staying, where we're living, who we see. Mm -hmm. So it would be, less of this stranger came into my house and you know let's say shot me whatever the case may be it would be more so of a okay they live down the street I trust them Mm -hmm. I think I think it will work to an extent I think it'll it'll work to I don't know I feel like it would work but then it is like some some weird gray areas where it's like you know, I don't know, like, you don't want people to be, like, vigilantes and, like, believe in their Batman. Yeah, I feel like that would kind of <laughs> be a, that would be a way for them to start the purge, like, that would oh, be, yeah, that would be exactly. the key. That would, that would unlock the door. Purge. Let the annual purge commence. <laughs> no, but Mm-mm. even, like, even there was that woman in Long Island where her her white neighbors were like throwing like feces and trash all over her yard and all these black men stepped up to protect her and her daughter and I, love I think that. right and so I think we see those kind of instances where it's like okay maybe community policing will work and maybe we have the idea where it's like we limit police officers and we have these community um like policing forces that are guided by the police you know in a way, but like are mm-hmm. diverse like each team is diverse and you're there because you want to make a difference not because you want to arrest people but you want to use tactics um to to talk people off the ledge if they're having like a mental health crisis or all these other and different they, things they need to be trained more so in mental health as well too because some mm-hmm. people just don't even know what to do in regards to mental health stuff or drugs and it's like I don't know I don't know <laughs> we're not even gonna talk about the drugs because the reason that the drugs are here is because the CIA but Listen, that's a whole nother topic and the guns and the guns and I and think com- everything com- right and I think community policing would work if there weren't guns because like you need a gun to protect against somebody who has a gun right <laughs> right and I mean even, I mean they're taught ways to to disarm people but 
I wouldn't walk up to somebody who had a gun without having a gun. Yeah, myself. you can't bring so. a knife to a gunfight. Right? Right, exactly. You just can't. Right. Um, another thing, though, I want to say real quick because I don't want them to think that we're like anti cops. I know a bunch of good cops, <laughs> and great people, like, and they're black, obviously. I mean, I know, I know. Yeah, I don't know that many. I don't white know cops, any white but... cops by name, but <laughs> but like you know, I know like one. The... He was my basketball coach. <laughs> there are good cops out there. Like, not all of them are bad. And if you're a cop and listening to this, and even if you're not black, like, just go and be the difference you want to see in the world. Like, think about your daughter. Think about your kids. Like, think about what's really at stake here. Like, a life is valuable. Like, it it shouldn't be being taken because in the heat of the moment because you're aggravated or because whatever the case may be or scared or you supposedly fear for your life and it's so mind-boggling how like these officers are kind of like any situations are allowed to take it to the next level like I saw this thing like the other day where this guy was handcuffed and the other cop he the guy was talking crazy he was a black man the cop was white there was three of them so like whatever oh is that when he was getting punched against the against the fence? punched in the face so bad yeah. i mean he did have a gun so i okay. mean but he didn't they deserve did that too. he was already handcuffed and it, yeah, wasn't, they and had, it wasn't like he was grabbing at it he was already handcuffed he, was he already had it in his pants buckled like buckled they had to unbuckle his pants to pull it out <sighs> and like yeah which is like honestly like predator but you know, like, yeah <laughs> um, <laughs> but it's like um and I don't I don't I don't know because I also feel type of way because it's like all right it's like if you might have a gun let's say it is illegal like but it's like you're in a in a city or a society where it's like your life or mine and it's like obviously I don't want you to die but dang like I don't want you to be out here like this putting yourself at risk to be arrested and stuff Mm. I don't right. know, girl. It's just so hard to find the line between right and wrong. Like it is, it is. Because some I'm, people are really out here starving and doing, you know, anything like they can to get some money to put food on the table. And in the eyes of the law, like that's illegal. But it's like without them, like they would be starving. Mm-hmm. It's, <sighs> it's it's a weird. It's definitely a thin line of 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 legal and illegal and. In, in ways to be proud but it's kind of like if you had money a lot of the things that poor people would do aren't considered <laughs> aren't considered crimes when you're rich when you have mm-hmm. the lawyers to get them off um, seriously it's it's just I mean let's briefly talk and then about, about this one story and then we'll wrap it up about that the um what's that lady's name she was from like was it a full house or something the mom who like lied on the child's the child her daughter's um college applications and she got like what like a year um in prison or something huh okay I didn't hear about this what girl this was like a national story for like three years (laughs) maybe I did I don't know so and it was her so she lied to get her college her, her daughter into an ivy league and so she got a year in prison or something and the dad got like five years or she got I I don't have the exact numbers in on me which I probably should have my bad guys um while there was a black woman who put um oh. a, um you know what I'm you know what I'm talking she about changes she changes the, the address yeah so she changes her... the code 
her so kid can go, go to a better school. school. Right. So it's like, oh my god. How goodness, many so years did you get? Do you remember? I don't even let me look it up real quick. But the discrepancy between the two is just honestly insane. Like and and with the girl, the black woman who was doing that for her her kid was below the age of 18. Like she was still talking like public schools. Mm-hmm. We're not talking Harvard, Stanford. <laughs> none of that like we're just she's just trying to give her her kid a better opportunity as was the white mother and Mm. so when we pull up these um numbers you'll see the discrepancy between the two which is another reason why we have to tiptoe and walk on eggshells about everything we do Mm -hmm. her name is oh she was she was in connecticut i didn't even know that tanya mcdowell like uh from uh <laughs> let me not make a joke because it's it's not funny. Um <laughs> I was about to you know come into America. Um but <laughs> she served five years in prison um after a plea deal related to falsifying her residence to change school districts. And then the other one, her name is uh Felicity Huffman. Is that what her name is? Mm-mm. I don't know. I don't remember. Not with that name like that. No, no, no. Not the, no, the, um, oh, you know what? Her, um, they were the, the black mom. She was initially homeless. So she lied to get her daughter into, um, into, or her son, I mean, into a school. I don't know. I feel like that's it's just not giving what it's supposed to give it's not it's not it's not oh and the other girl she received 14 days the other lady what and then another rich person received nine days and our lady took five years and five it's just years. And that kind of and this kind of goes into and a next felony episode that's ridiculous this kind of also ties into next week's episode because it's the the like the gap of wealth like how much wealth we're missing it was like if we had all this money we would be paying for lawyers we wouldn't be we wouldn't be in jail as much we would be fighting our cases but it's like we were held back from the jump it's like we're it's we're really trying to beat the odds we're swimming against the waves like it's hard but we can really 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 you guys pulling up our boots with no boots on okay (laughs) (laughs) getting down and dirty seriously but go ahead girl say say your say your quote for this week all right you guys so this week's quote is less of an affirmation more of a quote but i thought it was amazing um so it says spend more time searching for better information sources a body filled with junk food struggles to move well and a mind filled with junk thoughts struggles to think well so we're all we're just trying to say is you guys like Fill your body and mind, spirit, soul, all that with, with good stuff. Keep people around you that are good for you um, and all that. And be great. Like, go out every day and do your best. Like, we know it's hard and we're not perfect. <laughs> Nobody is. But we promise you, it'll it'll be worth it. For sure. For sure. And that goes, that's like limiting 
stop like how much access you have to these like i unsubscribed from cnn because it's like you're not about to you're not about to sit here and put bad news into my into my head at you're not about to be bothering me all day <laughs> exactly I was a good day <laughs> right <laughs> um but this week my book recommendation is policing the black man arrest prosecution and imprisonment by angela j not angela y davis um but angela j davis um and basically it's about it's different essays within the book so like the first one is like um brian stevenson the dude from just mercy like that movie um and you know the the um his 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 uh he's a lawyer that you know works to get black people exonerated and i guess all people of color or all all people exonerated for for crimes that they didn't commit um and so yeah so basically it's a collection of essays that talk about different experiences with police and being a black person and 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 just kind of their overall thoughts of the justice system so yeah (laughs) that's all i I gotta go check those out yes you won't regret it for sure for sure i honestly i haven't finished it yet but it's definitely a good read um i gotta find it actually (laughs) (laughs) i gotta find it but it it has some crazy facts in there like um one state they didn't really erect the abolishment of slavery until like 2000 like uh, 2000 let me not let me not say the number but it was like recently because they had lost the paperwork for all these years or like they filed it in like the 1980s and it was crazy it was crazy so it's like it's there's so sad. many things somebody that you needs don't know to get in. it's just very sad somebody needs to get in, in office in the government and really make some changes for black people you do like, it I'm, I'm, i will i'm sorry like i love obama and all that like and I think that, like, he didn't want to really be like Trump was for, you know, the rich people. Like, he didn't do everything he was supposed to do for us. And while we do love having the Black face of the country, Obama, we love you. Um, we wish you could have did more. I think honestly, I like sincerely. Michelle. I just like I Michelle. love Michelle. Her eat healthy, all this and that. Love her. <laughs> for sure, for sure. And but we love you guys. Oh my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> we, we do love you, love you guys we do love you guys um so definitely tap into next week's episode um and as always don't forget to follow us on social media that why did i i froze my i glitched i glitched <laughs> <laughs> but don't, don't forget, forget to, to we, oh and don't forget to leave a little comment on our feedback thing there you we can go find that all in the link tree and check out the notes notes. yep Yep. check the show notes for the book recommendation and whatnot and like we said it's been real you guys we'll catch you on the flip yes don't be stressed about the police just go on about your day yeah but also don't listen just i'm saying try to do what's right all the time (laughs) even when no one's looking okay that's your goal for the next three months because three months forms a habit 90 days in conclusion in conclusion (laughs) black lives matter (laughs) and they always have and they always will and we're not saying your life doesn't matter oh my god (laughs) she's still going she's still Mm -hmm. going (laughs) because you don't know there might be yt viewers out there that are listening to us and we're not saying your life doesn't matter we're just saying i don't know y'all y'all your your 
neck wasn't below someone's foot and broadcast that all over TV for three weeks for everyone to see. Girl, we're not going into that. Goodbye, guys. <laughs> Bye. Tune in next week as Daisha and Karina talk about the power of the Black dollar. <laughs>